You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. I'm here with my mama, Claire Barksdale. Hello. And uh, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, seven or eight songs that we've been listening to lately. That we we really haven't like. done this in a while. We have not. You've had great guests. I have. Been I've been interviewing. I've been doing a lot of those uh, Zoom interviews. Which is really cool. It's been really fun, yeah. But now, going back to talking about our favorite songs. What we're listening to right now. Yeah. Kind of. And if you... Because it always changes. Yeah. And if you hear me having a little bit of a lisp... It's, I did get a, the same tooth pulled on each side of my mouth uh, about a week ago, so I might have a little bit of a lisp. We'll power through. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we should start What are you listening. listening to lately, Jack? Give me a song. Yeah. Well, I've got about eight here that okay. I've been listening to that I really like. The first one is uh, Blue by Lucinda Williams, which is on her Essence album, I just love that song. It's so pretty. It's a beautiful song. It's it's a simple song, but in the prettiest way. Yeah. That Essence album was a little different from some of our previous stuff, Mm -hmm. but it did have like a really kind of mellow feel to it. Yeah. uh, Musically. For sure. the, The lyrics were very deep in a lot of that album. Like it, it... but musically, like the tempo and everything, it was more laid back. And, and Blue is one of those that it's just kind yeah. of a, a laid back type of, but really beautiful and well done. I, you know me. I love Lucinda Williams. Yeah, I love that song. I just was going through Lucinda's catalog. Yeah. And uh, I found that one. Th- that's Again. one of the things I love about her is you can just start scrolling through yeah. and pick a song and that you haven't listened to in years Mm -hmm. and suddenly it's your favorite again yeah that's that's lucinda williams for me Mm -hmm. i i like most everything so one of mine is gonna be another one that's i've loved for more than half my life is a kelly willis and bruce robinson song cheater's game yeah uh, we kind of have been... Well, it's actually Liz Foster and Bruce Robinson's song. Right. They wrote it, but Kelly and Bruce did it on their Cheaters Game yeah. album. Um, but we also, about that same time, got the Trish's album, and they also had a version of Cheaters yeah. Game. Which one both the, are amazing versions. Yeah, which is, is always kind of cool when there's two versions of the same song. And I think that's a powerful thing about songwriting, Yeah, is when it can be done by two different... Or, you know, however many different people and still be impactful, each in its own individual song. Yeah, definitely. I okay, like, what else you got? I like this trading off songs. I figured usually, we'd switch it up a little bit. Yeah, usually we just each list our lists. I like this better. Okay, it's like a song swap, but yeah. not. <laughs> but I'm not going to sing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> My next song is a Blaze Foley song, Oval Room. It's uh I I really like the live recording on the Oval Room album. It's just a a great album and a represent and a great representation of that song. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about Blaze Foley, and I don't know that I don't I even either, know really. that song. Maybe if I heard it because you've been playing it, but tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, well, or what you like about it, how it got on the list, I guess. I just love the feel of those kind of songs that he does because he'll do songs like uh, "My Reasons Why" and mm-hmm. I don't know, "Clay Pigeons." Right. If I could only fly, a lot of those you know slower songs. Right. That uh, really have a sentimental kind of feeling to them. Right, a punch, mm-hmm. a sentimental punch. Yeah. But Overroom and songs like WW3 and Election Day, they have this uh, almost like, protest right. style to them, but just a really cool groove and feel to them That's as awesome. well. You have a particular affinity for protest music. Just because I like people that... Care about what they're writing about. Yeah, care yeah, and speak their mind a little bit. Not too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, so kind of on that note, um, this is a new artist to me a little bit, um, but one that was like telling a cool thing in their story. Uh, So this last weekend, you played a show and opened for a guy named Kyle Nix, Mm -hmm. who a lot of people might know some of his music because he was the fiddle player for Turnpike Troubadours. Um, but he has an album of his own and he's touring right now and, um, was playing in Fort Worth and you got to open for him. And so it was was, super fun. It was a great show. Everyone was awesome. Um, Josh Fleming from the Vandaliers played as well. And he has a cool new song that he wrote about his daughter, which was really cool. Uh But one that you had been playing when we were listening to Kyle Nix's album was called Manifesto. Mm -hmm. And he did that one last night. Where it's about, talks about his grandfather and his father and like them being in World War II and the Vietnam War. And he's just this singer, songwriter out there Uh playing his songs. But it's a great, like the words in it, you can just feel the the pull of that. Yeah, like part of the chorus is my grandfather fought the Nazis and won. Yeah. Uh, I just play bluegrass and blues i hope you like it some yeah yeah it, but it it's so well done and it it's um it's a really great song it really is and i i enjoyed the studio version but there was a great energy in a live room listening to people react to that song definitely was really and you know when it's a room and it's kind of rocking and everyone because they jammed out they had great guitar player, fiddle player, like the sound in the room was amazing, but people were still also listening to the words of the song. That's a yeah. good song. Uh-huh. That's a great song when that's happening. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Kyle Nick's Manifesto, I really am enjoying that one. It was yeah, really cool. I love that song. Yeah. What else you got? So my next one is Adam Carroll. Uh, poking around in the ashes, and it's just this great storytelling song. I think which it's, he does a great job at. Yes, I think it's about a high school graduation. Okay. And uh, this girl that he liked at the end of the school year, he goes and finally is going to talk to her, and then she's talking to the star quarterback, 
And, of course. And then I like the line at the end, get stung by an ember before you get burned. <laughs> that is a good line. Which I just love that line. And it's just a great poetic line in the middle of this great story. Right. And I feel like Adam Carroll always takes you on, pulls you into a story, like a three-minute little movie. Yeah. <laughs> which is very cool. It is. Um. Oh, wait. It's my turn. I've been <laughs> skipping around, so I'm not quite sure where I am on my list. Okay. Well, this one, you're going to laugh, maybe. But your song, Painted White Line. <laughs> I've had, I opened up my Spotify and started streaming, like scrolling through what I've been streaming lately. And that one, it's a great song. It's a lot of fun. Thank I you. really enjoy listening to it. You did a great job on the studio version. You and Billy wrote a cool song. Yeah, I really like it too. Yeah, and Mike Meadows did a great job producing it he in really the studio. Like, just the, the sounds on it, it's really well done. Yeah, really we did it down in Arlen Studios in Austin, which right. is where uh, Willie Nelson does all his stuff. Yeah. And but, I believe he's a part owner, too, which is awesome. Not to to pander to my my co-host on this podcast, <laughs> but I it was really when I started scrolling through my Spotify that was on there, and I do, I really enjoy that song. Thank you. And you did a great job playing it live the other night, too. Thank you. You're welcome. What else you got? Well, I have a Tom Waits song. Okay. And I learned about this song the first time I really listened to Tom Waits and really got it, you know? Because you have to get Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure that I'm there. But I do understand that you have to accept that Tom Waits is an experience. There's a few things that you realize that are really great that just the masses have kind of weeded out, you know? Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. That generally you would really like if you didn't already have this filter in you from, you know, years of just being told or... Or hearing some of the Hearing something. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't know. There's just something about So what is it about the song that you like? Sorry, I interrupted you there but what no I get that I, I really do what what is it about this song in particular well, it's that you like? uh Burma Shave right and he does it totally different on his which the first time I really listened and got Tom Waits was his performance at Austin City Limits right live at Austin City Limits and I've just found it on YouTube and I was I figured that I would just give it a chance you know and, and you, it was amazing. You love live performances. I do. That's that's something that I've kind of like the protest songs. Like I've noticed there's something about a live album, a live performance that really reaches out to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love the song because it's another story song. Yeah. That it's just you followed this story the whole time. And he gives these great descriptions of things. And... But yeah, he t- does it totally different on the Austin City Limits version right. than he does on the album version. But I love both of them. And he adds some things and takes away some things on the live version. And it's much more gravelly and and rough on the live version. Right. Because he's always changing his songs all which right. way. And But the 
I, I really love both versions a lot. Cool. That's awesome. My next one is one by our friend Jeff Plankenhorn. Yeah. It's his Beatles cover, Wait. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. It he did really such is. a good job on it. It's one of those, and mine, because we've just been doing stuff around the house and things have been going on, a lot of what I have on the list right now is what I can just put on and listen to while I'm making dinner or while we're driving in the car somewhere to run errands or something like that, where it can be where I'm getting something out of it and it's a good song, but also other things in my life are happening around it. And that's mm-hmm. that's one of... Plank is just so enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, and I feel like that song is a great modern representation of it. Yeah, yeah. He just his his version is a great modern. Yes, and I mean we've talked about Jeff Plank and Horn on here many times, but if you haven't really listened to Jeff Plank and Horn, you should because his songwriting is phenomenal, his voice is amazing, and his musicianship is amazing but he also does covers because he has a a patreon account or i don't i don't know if it's what is it called i'm I'm not sure but he has a patreon a patreon and so he does like a i think an original on a cover every month for his patreon members so he's always like putting new music out there and it's not always stuff that he wrote Although I do like stuff that he writes as well, but Mm -hmm. he just, he does some cool stuff. And this is one, the, the weight, um, version that he put out. I just really, I really like. I really love it too. It's one of my, probably one of my favorite, uh, singles that's come out lately. Yeah, me too. So my next one is, uh, John Prine song. And. Is it it really a list without a John Prine song? I I don't, I'm not sure. (laughs) So uh, this is one of my new favorite John Prine songs. I never really listened to his Fair and Square album for some reason. Like Hmm. one of the first songs that I ever listened to that kind of got me into John Prine was on the Fair and Square album, but I never really dug deep into it. Right. And we were at the John Prine tribute that Zach Pack put on at the post. Yeah. And Izzy did this song. Okay. Which uh, you can go find Izzy's album live at Black Shield Studios on Spotify and iTunes. It is amazing. It's kind of hard to find her if you just do Izzy. But uh, if you put in the album, uh, like Izzy Black Shield Studios or Izzy live at Black Shield Studios, it should come up. But she did an amazing version of Taking a Walk. Okay. And I, I had heard the song before, but not in a while. And so it kind of was familiar but also new. And so I got to experience it as like, a, you know how when you've heard something before, it becomes somewhat nostalgic? Yes. And uh, so I got to experience it both as you know, this masterpiece and uh, a bit of nostalgia too. That's really neat. And man, that's something that I realized as we're talking that is a really cool thing about songs. They're living art. They really are. And they evolve and manifest themselves in different ways through different artists at different times with different listeners. <clears throat> and that, man, there's some magic in that. Yeah. And that's what I realized 
when John Prine died. Yeah. Is that I had never met him. Right. I, you know, I had no... Personal... I had no personal experience with him except for his music. Right. And I, I was a great fan of his music, and... When I found out he died, my stomach just dropped. Yeah. It was this terrible feeling. And I realized that music really, you know, it's kind of a cliche thing that music is powerful, you know. But it, it really is true. Right. That a almost physical like, reaction. Yeah, a physical to, and emotional reaction to someone I had never met before. Yeah. And that I almost had like a personal relationship with him. But right. I never knew through, him. Through his music. Through, through his, his songs. Music. Yeah. His words. And that's one of my favorite things about John Prine's music and really music in general. I agree completely. Okay. So my next one, and I really could pick a song at random off of the latest Will Sexton album. Mm -hmm. And I know you know this. I listen to this album almost every day. Yeah. Uh, Probably every day I have to cook. Well, it's a great album to just sit back and relax to. I, I, it's my go-to if I just have to turn on something to listen to, um, while I'm doing something. Uh, and so I put Don't Walk the Darkness, which is the title track Mm -hmm. of the album, but really, honestly, I could just pick any of the ones off that as my go-to because really probably right now, if I had to pick an album that I listen to more than anything, it's that. Don't Walk the Darkness? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an amazing album. And again, like the song selection, Will's singing, Will's writing. And the backing band. Yeah. The Iguanas. The Iguanas out of New Orleans, I yeah. believe. Um but it's a man, it's a good one. It really is. My next one is Taz Van Zant song. Cause again, same as John Prine, would it be a list? If you didn't have a talent, I really don't think so. I don't (laughs) think so. But this is one that I've recently just really focused on. Right. And it's uh, No Place to Fall. Okay. And I just love this song because even just the music is so beautiful. And then his voice goes perfectly with it. And then the lyrics are just so good. Yeah. Where is this in the... Towns Van Zandt timeline. Is it early, middle, late? Well, he did a version of it on his Nashville Sessions album that never got released. Okay. And that was in 1973. Okay. But uh, that never got released. I believe 1973. But it never got released until 1993. Okay. So, and it's still hard to find. Right. You can find the songs on YouTube, though. It's just a, a great album with a lot of great songs and a lot of iconic town songs that weren't recorded until later. Right. There are just so many good songs on it, like No Place to Fall, Loretta, She Don't Need Me, uh, Spider Song, Snake Song. just Some classic towns. Yeah, some really, really good towns. And some which was never recorded again. Right. It's just a, a great album, but the version that I've been listening to a lot, it actually the Nashville Sessions is a little bit overproduced. For so, your liking. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and it also has White Freight Liner on it. Oh. But uh, but I really love the version of No Place to Fall on his Flying Shoes album. Right. 
which was just before his voice changed. Right. And you could already hear a little bit of it, but it was still his classic town's voice, you know? Before he got more life in his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a great recording, a great song. Cool. Okay, well, I have one more, and then I think you have one more. I have two more. Oh, you have two more. Cool. Well, that's cool. Um. Oh, no, I do have two more. Sorry. I messed it all up. <laughs> um. One of mine was, actually, it's a friend of ours. Her name is Caitlin Butts. Yes. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. We adore her. She's so talented. Mm-hmm. And just a cool person in general. Um, she just released a new song called How Lucky Am I that mm-hmm. she wrote about her now husband, Cleto Cordero, who is in Flatland Calvary. Yes. And so she released the song, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, and had like an official music video with it, which was beautiful. Um, but then today for her birthday, she posted a video, a home video with it that was just a video that she put together with iPhone footage of her and Cleto throughout the years. Yeah, and it's the song that she wrote for Cleto. Right, It's and it's the song How Lucky Am I that she wrote for Cleto, and it's just so good. Mm-hmm. The, the video is amazing, but the song is beautiful. It really is. It's a great song. And she released it as a surprise to him. Yes. She released it without him even knowing. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's been one that I've been listening to a lot because I just enjoy, well, I enjoy Caitlin's music. There's um, pretty limited out there right now. I think mm-hmm. she has a couple singles and an album. an album. Which hopefully she'll be coming out with an album soon. But... There's stuff out there on YouTube and all around, and she's amazing. So go follow Caitlin Butts because she's great. <laughs> and her songwriting is amazing. Just a really cool, cool song. How lucky am I? Yeah. And also a really nice counterbalance to her previous single, which was a murder ballad. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next song is... I'm not actually sure who wrote it, but it is Lyle Lovett. Yeah. South Texas Girl. And you know it's a good song when it starts with Guy Clark. It is. that The recording so, itself has Guy on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's Guy starts out the song, and then it comes in with Lyle and his band. Right. And they do the song, and then at the end... Guy does some more, and then it's Guy and Lyle together harmonizing. And it's just a great song in general. But then when you add the all added, the elements together yeah. of, you know, Guy Clark, Lyle of it, and Lyle's awesome band. Right. It just becomes like a masterpiece, yeah. you know? And singing about South Texas just, I don't know. I, I love the way... I love the way both Lyle and Guy, um, their affection for the state of Texas always shines bright in their songs. Yeah. And as a a fellow Texan, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, and my my cousin Riley. Yeah. Uh, which I actually did an interview with him on here because he's a musician, and uh, he's been releasing some singles, and I think he's planning on releasing an EP soon. Awesome. Once he gets the songs gathered, he asked me if I had some favorite Lyle Lovett songs because we pass around music and uh, different playlists and stuff. And so I made this playlist of all my favorite Lyle songs. And through that, I kind of dug really deep in Lyle's catalog. And I found this song, and it's just amazing, and I love it. That's awesome. Love, I love Lyle Lovett. I feel like Me he's too. one that I neglect. I should listen to more, and I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't think you could go wrong with He's so good. With Lyle. Yeah, I agree. So my last one is uh, Bella, Vista, Bella Vista by Scott Nolan. And we were scrolling through some Scott Nolan songs and you were putting things on a playlist and it's a single that came out, I think in 2019. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of picked that one at random. I've just been enjoying Scott Nolan songs. Uh His catalog's amazing. He wrote, uh, bad liver and a broken heart. Yes. But that Hayes Carl, um, covers. Um, but he has all sorts of cool songs. Really, I don't know the word for it, but like the production within the the songs that he puts out, I just like the feel of it. I like the yeah. vibe of of it. It's very Americana folky. Yes, yeah. It, it's very one of my singer. one of my favorite. Things. Yes, um, but I've just really been enjoying Scott Nolan a lot. So thank you for bringing Scott Nolan to my attention <laughs> and to my world. Yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying Scott Nolan. He's really great. He's really great. He's and a great songwriter. I've been listening to that Canadian Amplifier bootleg series. Okay. That uh, he did. It's just a great album of, I believe it's him live. Yeah. And he's doing all these songs that I'm not even sure were recorded yet or that he ever recorded. Right. But he did some covers, some really cool originals. I just, it, it's a great album. Yeah. I've just, I've enjoyed the Scott Nolan exploration of his catalog and so again thanks for bringing him onto my radar (laughs) so my uh last song is a john hartford song as you do (laughs) and it's called love song and two four time it's a really great song it's on earthwards which is i believe his second album it's just a, a great song it's it's fun but also tells a cool story. Yeah. And uh, it's got some really funny but interesting lines, like, when you don't notice me ignoring you, it puts me down. <laughs> right. <laughs> he always like has something. Yeah, I'd rather have everybody else in the world hate me than for you to. Yeah. And then he does all these crazy little melodic, just fun. Right. Fun melodic things, you know. And he's one of those, I heard you say that to someone last night, like the the music and the lyrics, you can't go wrong with John Hartford. Yeah, because I have really been enjoying banjo music. Right. Because a lot of times, if you find the right person, banjo can sound really pretty. Right. And especially with uh, John Hartford, that's the case. And so I love, uh, you know, banjo music and just that kind of 
music that John Hartford plays in general, and I love songwriting. Yeah. And he just brings it all together because you don't find a lot of banjo players, you know, at least not that one. are also super well respected as songwriters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and he, uh, you're not gonna go wrong with the writing or the music musicianship on John Hartford's stuff. No. And I also just love his his fun stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This was fun. This was really fun. We haven't done one of these in a while. I know. Where we just talked about our favorite songs or, you know, a playlist. Yeah, I hope y'all have been enjoying it. Thanks for having me back on. (laughs) You thought you were fired for a second. I I have considered that perhaps I had been let go and not really been notified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you next time. Again, this is Jack Barksdale's Root Survival. This is my mama, Clara Barksdale, and I'm Jack Barksdale, and I hope to see you soon. Bye.